You are listening to Beyond the Jargon, a jargon-free look at graduate students and their research journeys here at UVic. All right, welcome to Beyond the Jargon. I'm your host today, Liz MacArthur. Joining me in the studio is Ben Jestico, who's doing a master's in geography here at UVic. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, you're working on a project that's sort of been getting a little bit of buzz on campus and been in the news um, about bike mapping. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, bikemaps.org is a website that we've developed over the last couple of months. And Basically, it's a website that allows really anybody, but um, cyclists in general, to access the website and provide all kinds of different information about um, experiences they've had while they've been out riding. So that can include anything like a crash they've had, um, a near miss or hazard that they see on the road, or maybe they had their bike stolen as well. So um, bike maps is an, a way that people can add that information and to a map. And, hmm. and that's really, yeah, it's what it's all about. Pretty, wow. Yeah. How many uh, people have been adding information to it? So we have, um, I, I didn't look this morning, but it's about, we have about 750 new, I guess, unique pins. So meaning that um, that's, yeah, really the total amount that we've had um, for the whole website. And that's really been actually all over the world. It's not just been here in Victoria. We've mm. had uh, mapping in uh, many other countries, like Australia has been pretty big to map um, all over the states. So it's pretty, pretty cool that we're seeing it mm. elsewhere as well. So yeah. how does this work? Do you guys just provide the map for people and then it's uh, people who just enter their information? Are you filtering information? Or are you building stuff around what they add? Yeah. So the website itself is, it looks and feels a bit like Google Maps when you first access it so um, but what's really great we've we've had our um, developer Taylor Denowden that's been working really hard to keep it up and running and he's the one that developed it but um, yeah so basically you just can add a little pin to this the location that you've had your incident and then it'll bring up a little form that you fill out so depending on what type it was if it was um, an actual crash then we ask a, a few different questions um, whereas if it's a hazard or a theft it just looks a little bit different but mm -hmm. yeah so that's really the idea is to gather as much information as we can about what's happened in that spot do you uh, have you sort of looked at the data at all yet do you know if they're if it's mostly crashes or mostly bike thefts, things like that? Yeah, so about 50% of it is actually near-miss data, which is really exciting because that's an area that um, we really have no knowledge of right now within sort of existing data. So um, that's really been exciting to see that much, and it's, it can actually allow us in a lot of ways to be uh, proactive if we can sort of identify where people are having close calls or they're they're almost getting hit in certain areas then that can really be useful from from planning perspectives as well too around hmm. cycling yeah. in i guess just out of curiosity for hmm. our area here do you can you off the top of your head do you know if there are areas where there are a lot of near misses or yeah yeah so it did a little like some preliminary work some some just sort of looking at where we're seeing lots of pins. Um, there are a few specific locations that we see. Um, Fort and Foul Bay is one that comes up as, as a bit of a hot spot um, as well. As, it's really interesting is that um, along major trails like the Galloping Goose, um, where they intersect roads, we're starting to see a little bit of, of, of mapping there and, and pretty common. Um, Mackenzie uh, Highway 1 and the Galloping Goose has also been sort of a hot spot. People have been pinning there quite a bit. So that's... Um, 
it's obviously really interesting to see that we're we're starting to see some hot spots too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this uh, information seems like it'd be really really valuable to the municipalities. Um, have you are you working with the people that are actually making bike lanes and making bike trails and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the CRD is one of our one of our sponsors. They've they helped us out uh, in the beginning and they continue to as as well right now. But yeah. So the city of Victoria has also been really interested in our data and we've we've been talking with them about about how we can sort of have a partnership and and actually provide them with that data because ultimately it is the municipalities that are going to be able to use it most if they if they're really wanting to um, construct new bike lanes in certain areas or upgrade existing facilities so yes there's there's been quite a lot of interest from other municipalities Hmm. too. How did it all get started um, and how did you get involved? So Trisalyn Nelson is a professor in geography and she's she's my supervisor and she had an idea for this type of a website and she actually, from from what I understand, she had originally thought of it as just an area for cyclists to kind of vent where they've, where they've had a problem on the road and just sort of maybe give a little description about what happened. Um, and I think that sort of as she... Um, thought about it more and talked with more people it it became something that was much more valuable than that and so she hired um, developer Taylor uh, who's an undergraduate here at UVic and he worked on the website with her over the summer and luckily for me I I'm a new master's student I started in September and I was able to jump on board and it's been great ever since (laughs) yeah what are your duties I guess um, primarily when it comes to this project Mm -hmm. so right now the biggest I guess obstacle we're we're having and it's it's been pretty good so far is just getting people to provide us the data so a lot of that involves a lot of outreach so going to specific events to try and encourage people to visit our website hey we've got this really cool site like we'd love for you to check it out and tell us the the problems that you've had and so that's been a, a big part of what I've been doing but eventually I'll be actually using the data from doing some analysis work on it so um, spatial analysis my background is uh, in geomatics and and gis and geography so i'm going to be using some tools to hopefully identify where we're seeing some of these these risk areas or or high problem areas Mm -hmm. uh, at least in the crd and and then ultimately see what what can we do about that and and what are some sort of improvements that could potentially help in those areas. Um, I have to ask you mm-hmm. to explain what uh, NGIS and the other thing you said is, since it's yeah. uh, beyond the jargon. So. Sure, yeah. So um, within geography, there's a couple different streams uh, of, of ways that you can go with your with your study. And, and GIS stands for Geographic Information Systems. So that's essentially working uh, with maps and sort of digital, digital mapping in, in a way. And and using um, things like GPS, so coordinates and, and positional um, types of data to just map features in our environment. So that can include anything, um, but my specific data that I'm going to be working with is actually incidents that people map um, using the coordinates that they've had at their specific location. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is this your entire uh, master's then? Like this will be your thesis in all of your work? Or are you doing other things as well? Yeah, so... Generally, my research is around cycling safety. That's sort of the the broader umbrella that it all falls under. And um, bike maps will be a significant part of it um, as well from the safety aspect. But I'm also looking at um, just in general, um, like citizen provided data in general. So people that um, provide data, say like, um, I can just think of a couple now. There's uh, a couple of different applications that you can download to your phone and it'll pro- like for for cyclists and they can um, 
track their routes that they're riding on, track their speeds, track, you know, the time, the elevation and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of data that's um, being sort of provided by public and citizens right now. And so part of my research is going to be looking at comparing some of that data that um, we were getting from the public and comparing it to more traditional data sources um, like ICBC crashes, um, actual bike counts at specific intersections, and just seeing how we can tap into that type of data that we don't really have right now and seeing what can it be used for, how can it be used, um, and you know, is it useful in general. So. Interesting. So when you're talking about like citizen provided data, it would be just, you know, clicking on a map and saying this is where a car almost hit me. Is there any reason not to trust that kind of data? Is that something that you can just sort of take as provided to you and just use it or give it to the municipality to use? Yeah, so there there is obviously some concern um, around the validity of, of certain data that is provided. And that's just, yeah, because you're saying there there's not really, I guess, a good way of filtering out what's what's good data and what's bad data. So in terms of what we're doing with bike maps, it's mainly just being really, um, really making sure that we're paying attention to where people are mapping. If we're seeing sort of unusual things in certain areas, like lots of lots of pinning from or lots of incidents reported at specific intersections that maybe we wouldn't expect, then um, it's something that we should be aware of. But but as you're saying, yeah, it, that's sort of one of the issues with with citizen data and, and crowdsourcing in general is that um, we don't always necessarily know how how good it is, how, how accurate it is. So um, that is going to be a part that, that I'm trying to address in my research too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you just started in September? Yes. So you've got a while to go <laughs> to look at all this data and figure all this out? I do, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, it'll, but it, it's coming along, so we'll... Hopefully not not too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You said that you're, you're really focused on mm-hmm. cycling and cycling safety. Mm-hmm. Are you a cyclist yourself, and why did the what sparked all this? Yeah, I have been. I wouldn't say that I'm a, a, a diehard cyclist, but I, I definitely commute. Um, at, I would say at least three or four times a week up here to campus, and and I guess yeah, I, I've always been I've always been interested in cycling. I've always enjoyed mountain biking and and. Um, even yeah, road biking as well. So it was kind of a cool opportunity to combine uh, my previous undergrad in geography and m- my focus and my skills in that area and then combine it with something that I was really interested in in, in cycling too. So it's kind of a cool fit of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you do your geography undergrad here at UVic? I did, yes. Yeah. And yeah. continued on? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I uh, <laughs> couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you always think that you would be going into geography? Is that something that you were always interested in, like in high school? Uh, actually, yeah, you know, it's funny. I really didn't like geography in high school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess maybe a lot of what we were learning about was just where things are and sort of what maybe people think generally of, of geography is, you know, where's where's the city on a map and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and I didn't really find that that interesting until I, I, I did come to, um, I started at, at Camosun and I just took one random geography class and just cause it was fit in my timetable and, and I loved it. It was super interesting and, and really just sort of made, changed my, changed my view of the whole geography in general. So, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would never have thought, you know, four or five years ago, I'd be in this spot now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when do you think you will wind up finishing your, uh, your degree? So my hope is 
next year, maybe after the summer. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe next August, but I mean, we'll see (laughs) (laughs) maybe earlier, depending how things go. But, um, yeah, I would like to, to be done hopefully by then. Yeah. Do you think you'll continue on doing, uh, work in cycling, uh, like a field that involves cycling? I think so. I, I, I mean, it's, it would seem like a natural fit, I think for, for me, um, in terms of what I've been doing already. And, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of, of communities and municipalities are trying to make cycling a lot easier for people and they'd really like more people to, to bike if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are, there's, ex- that's an expanding area of, um, of potential employment too, is, is getting people that understand what, what people might want when they're biking and, and what they might be concerned about right now and what we can do in the future as, as well. So I think I would like to, if, if the opportunity presented itself, yeah, I think I would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a big area. Um, I mean, oh no, that's what I'm trying to say. It is a big area, but what I'm trying to say, cycling is really big in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, how do you think we're doing, um, across the municipalities and within the municipalities as far as bike lanes and bike safety goes? I've seen a lot of construction recently, like at, um, uh, Foul Bay and, or I guess Henderson and Lansdowne, right? That intersection right beside Camos, and they've just put in a new right. bike lane. Yeah. Um, do you think there are enough bike lanes, or do you think there should be more improvement? Yeah, I, th- I think that you know we actually are one of the the top bike, I guess, cities in in Canada. Actually, so um, I think that we are definitely doing pretty good. I think there's obviously room for improvement. Um, I think that I know personally, me for riding downtown where there aren't any bike lanes is, is a bit, um, feels a bit hazardous to me, um, as a, as a pretty regular cyclist. So I'm, I would assume that other people might feel the same way too, but generally I think we are doing fairly well. It is like the galloping goose has, has been, I think a, a huge success. I think lots of people bike on that every day and as well as the lockside trail. And I think the, you know, what I would like to see more is, um, is protected bike lanes. And I think that's something that's, um, sort of starting to draw more attention, especially with, um, Pandora Avenue talks and, um, the, the implementation of a, of a protected bike lane there. And cause I think one of the re- main reasons that people don't bike right now is mostly because they don't feel safe and they don't think that it's safe to do whether or not that's actually true or not. Um, almost it doesn't really matter and almost need to make cycling feel safer and a way to encourage people to mm-hmm. ride. And I think that there's lots of ways to do that as, as with infrastructure mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about protected bike lanes, what does mm-hmm. that physically look like? Yeah. So that means that it can either be uh, one way or two way, but essentially bike lanes that are completely separate from traffic and they're actually, um, there's an actual barrier between, uh, where the bike lane is and vehicles. Um, so whether or not that's just, um, like planter boxes or something like that, or whether or not it's actual, like physically barricaded with concrete or something like that. So just a way to kind of not allow, (laughs) I guess, any vehicle to access that area. So, right. And you mentioned Pandora. What's the, Hmm. uh, what's the idea for Pandora? Yeah. yeah, I think the, um, city of Victoria is planning. I think they were planning a few open houses, um, to talk with the public more about that. But I think the idea was to, um, construct, uh, either a two-way cycle track or, or separated bike lane down Pandora um, that would be for both directions of cyclists or um, there was talks of 
of I think putting one one lane uh, down Pandora that would be separated, and then one lane up Johnson that would be separated as well. So, mm. so yeah, kind of interesting to seeing that that mm-hmm. whole process move forward. Mm-hmm. I think I bought my bike that I have now in Victoria in 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. And since then, like the, the number of bike lanes has increased so much. Um, mm-hmm. Even I was riding on Johnson on the weekend and I hadn't been on that. I hadn't ridden my bike on that street in over a year or mm-hmm. maybe two years. Yeah. And I was surprised even that there's a great bike lane going up there now. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, there's definitely improvements being yeah, made. Yeah, I think so city. too. Yeah. yeah, have you had a chance to ride your bike in another city at all? Uh, yeah, I actually lived in uh, Coquitlam last summer for mm-hmm. a little while, and um, yeah, we're we're definitely ahead of of Coquitlam, I would say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was not very many bike lanes or or many many areas to. There, there was a few, but um, yeah. So I have, I have seen other areas. I was biked in, biked in downtown Vancouver too, which is, mm. which is pretty cool. It's uh, definitely a little different, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're doing those big uh, designated bike lanes too uh, yeah, now yeah. as well. Did you get a chance to ride in those lanes? I did. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's definitely a different feel, but mm-hmm. it is nice to be completely separate from traffic for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any sort of are there any places in the world that you think we you would really like to see Victoria become? Like I'm thinking of, I've been mm-hmm. to Copenhagen and seen they yeah. have this sort of raised bike lanes on the edge of the streets. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that really works with transit. We have a pretty uh, we have a lot of buses here, so I don't know right. if it work work like that. But yeah. or I think Portland is known for some biking as well. Is there mm-hmm. any place that you have like your your biking ideal city? <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah. I mean Copenhagen. Um, yeah, Amsterdam, that, that whole area. There's, mm. it's uh, it's definitely a, a totally different <laughs> biking network than than here, which is amazing. Their their cycling rates are are crazy. <laughs> you know, it's they're so high, and I think that that has a lot to do with the the infrastructure that they do have. I think that here in North America, um, you know, I'd love to see us get to that that type of stage, but I think it might be at least maybe unrealistic right now. But I think that Portland, as you're saying, is is a pretty big biking sort of city uh, in terms of, in North America, and and I would like to see. Hopefully, maybe we can stretch to to maybe similar similar riderships that they have as well. So mm-hmm. I think we can do it. I, I think, you know, Victoria is pretty great for biking just because we're, we're fairly flat and we have a pretty flat topography in general. And, um, you know, climates is pretty nice. It feels like we haven't really even had a winter this year. It's been so nice all the time. So it's kind of year year round biking. I don't think is a huge stretch for most people. And mm-hmm. so I think that that definitely plays into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that the um, the map is not just for our area, but also you've had people like in Australia mapping. Do you have partnerships with people down there who are managing the data or looking at things, or is it just you guys up here working on them? Yeah, so that's it's really interesting because we they actually approached us. Um, it was a, a, a bike advocacy group, advocacy group in Australia that approached us and, and said, hey, we saw your map. We're really interested in it. We'd love to add um, some of our own data to it. How can we do it? And what's great about it is that really they didn't need any type of, of permission or anything because it's it's completely anonymous. So they could, and the software itself is global in general. So they could start going and adding adding pins where they were having problems in their areas too. And yeah, it just sort of spawned from that. And we actually, we added some of their own like bike lanes data and protected bike lanes or where 
bike paths and that kind of thing. But um, other than that, it's just been, yeah, all, all them, all them adding data. So does the bike map itself have um you said it's a little bit like google maps does it just have like uh streets on it does it also have bike paths marked as well like if if somebody didn't necessarily want to report something but just wanted to maybe check out and see if there are routes Mm -hmm. um can they find routes on the map as well yeah so it's it's actually based on open street map which is um, an open source uh, gis data and it's uh, yeah again it looks like google maps but yeah it has all of the same features it has lots of trails um trails on it as well and yeah all complete road network as well so yeah if you're just interested in wanting to know where to maybe go for a ride yeah you can totally check it out just for that too cool Mm -hmm. um what's your favorite place to ride in in uh victoria (laughs) i would have to say it's dallas road for sure yeah. yeah um just yeah Having the ocean there, the sun, yeah, it, that's that's definitely. I think it'll always be my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that whole that whole stretch there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Mm. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Jargon. If you want to listen again, go to our website cfuv.uvic.ca and click on the Listen tab.